0: Now what will it be? Death or exile? Hey, what's up everyone? And welcome to the Film Exiles Podcast. It's been a while since I said that. Man, it's been a minute. (laughs) It's been a long time since our last episode. I'm Chris with The Film Exiles. I am excited to be back recording a new episode, a new review. We've missed all of you. We really have. And uh, we promise it won't be so long between episodes. A lot of you guys have been hitting us up on Twitter, been beating us up, saying, when are you coming out with an episode? So it's finally here. I'm sorry it's me doing it. And it's not Lupe or one of the (laughs) other
1: guys.
0: (laughs) But we are back. And as I said, we have missed you. COVID and everything surrounding it rocked us kind of hard. Apparently, some things happened while we were gone. Streaming has really become a thing. We'll figure. Yep. The entertainment landscape shifted a little bit We got this little thing called the Snyder Cut Wow, interesting Anyway, um, all, but all <laughs> talking aside, there's a ton of stuff that's going on And uh, while we may not be recording every other week anymore We'll definitely get back into more reviews, talking pop culture And bringing you guys our hot takes that maybe you'll agree with And maybe you won't um, Once again, I'm Chris And I want to introduce our guest You've already heard him giggling a little bit in the background <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's a friend of the show And uh, sometimes an honorary exile He's a great guy. He's been on a bunch of episodes. You got to check out his channel on YouTube. hes uh, I'm a proud patron of his. His channel's name is Nader Tot. So <laughs> I want to uh, welcome <laughs> Nate to the show. Nate, what's going on, dude?
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I am very proud, very thankful to be here. And I just love talking TV and movies with you guys, especially you, chart. And uh, we got a good one today.
0: Absolutely. And the feeling is mutual. Thank you. And uh, we'll let him talk about his channel at the end, but I will say if you have an opportunity, hit up YouTube, check out The Nader Todd. As I said, I'm a proud patron, and I love his channel because there's a lot of channels out there that are about hate. That's all they do is they hate. They hate whatever. you know, They hate Star Wars, hate Marvel, hate whatever. Pick, take your pick. You critique stuff. That's what you do, but you know what? You're always fair. You understand why there's fans out there that might like it, and you give a good reason why you don't like something. And I might disagree with you sometimes, but I'm like, I still want to listen to what you have to say, so mad respect, man.
1: Well, oh, right. I appreciate it. that's that's always the uh, the intent is to uh, criticism should be a perspective, shouldn't be the end all be all. So
0: Agreed. Agreed. And I and I always like hearing your take. Um I'm a huge Rams fan, so I can rub it in your face though the rest of the <laughs> night with the Bengals, right?
1: Right. Oh man. <laughs> oh
0: man. That's the one thing I can I cannot respect, Jon. So I, I
1: was it. I was waiting for it. I was like, <laughs> he did not say anything yet ten minutes about it. Uh, <laughs>
0: Give it time. We'll make some comments the whole night. Uh, (laughs) Although I keep hearing that, you know, we robbed you. So I don't know. I keep hearing that.
1: Uh, We weren't robbed. We just lost. It is what it is.
0: Whatever. Bengals suck. I'll just go with that. (laughs) 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 That's right. I'll be told by somebody that the Rams cheated. It's fine. Uh, So So, moving on from the Super Bowl, Nate and I are so pumped to be talking about what we're talking about tonight. Because the two of us are Trekkies. Trekkers. Trekkers.
1: Trekkers, Trekkies. Yeah,
0: Nate's a little younger than me, so he calls himself a trekker. I'm still a treky because uh, I'm an old bastard. Right. Um, but we're pumped, man. We we both like old Star Trek, new Star Trek, cartoon Star Trek. We really yeah. don't care. We just yeah. love Trek.
1: Love, love Trek.
0: So we're talking Picard season two, and Star Trek has really, man, it's really started this universe on Paramount Plus now, and we got Discovery, and we got we got Prodigy, we got Strange New Worlds, we got Picard. And we got to talk about Lower Decks at some point in the future, because that shows a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yep, I Um, agree. And Picard's been a little divisive. It's definitely been a little divisive with the fan base, just as Discovery was before, just like the Kelvin universe. Yep. Um, Definitely was a little divisive. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why Nate and I wanted to talk about it, because the fans are definitely divided over it. And that's what the Exiles do. We talk about it. We give hot takes. And we're on opposite sides of the fence. You know, I I liked the show. I liked both seasons. I thought season two was better than season one. And if you look at Nate on Twitter, he definitely was not impressed with season two. Oh Oh, man! (laughs) So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to keep things non-spoiler for a couple of minutes. And then Nate and I are going to jump over the spoiler wall. Uh, So if you haven't watched the show, listen to our hot take on it first. And then if you got to finish it, go back, go stream it. It's streaming on Paramount Plus right now. And then when you're finished and you get through episode 10, then come back and listen to the rest of our episode because we'll, we'll jump the spoiler wall. So, so far, we're in the non-spoiler part. Nate, real quick, just to kind of – I don't know if this is to – we can validate ourselves with the fandom. Oh, of course. Um, how long have you been a Trek fan? What does Star Trek mean to you? What's your favorite Trek show?
1: Oh, man. Uh, as long as I can remember, um, the Star Trek was just a connection I had with my dad. Uh, right. My dad, he he was in the Navy. He was uh, a submariner, and he would be gone, and we would come back, and he would throw TNG on. And we had those – those. Uh, there's a VHS set. It's like gray box, silver box, whatever, <laughs> and we'd always put those in. And I remember we would just watch them, and it taught me a lot, and honestly, it really shaped and formed – my ideals. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, you know, when I was really sick in the hospital, that was always my go-to. I watched first contact more times than I can even count. (laughs) Um, yeah. yeah, So it's, it's been a huge part of my life and, um, it's one of my favorite things and that's why it can be one of the more frustrating things to watch sometimes.
0: I can understand that. I mean, it's, uh, I've been a Trek fan. Yeah. Same thing since I was very young. My, my mother got me both into Star Trek and Star Wars. Uh, she was a fan of both. And, uh, she was a huge fan of the old, the, the original series. So the original series, when I was a kid would show up on like network TV, they'd have these marathons, you know, and stuff like that. And even as a young kid, I could tell the show was dumb. Like it was campy. Yeah. But, I mean, you, the ideals that came out of the show, number one, were fantastic. I mean, it had such a diverse cast, you know, um, there was the episode in the original series where the the two guys, the two alien races were arguing with each other because I'm black on the left and I hate him because he's black on the right. You know, like they had that whole thing. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, it was amazing that, you know, everything they did had that slant. You know, they were very, there was a social commentary all the time. But, it, you know, and also as a kid, you 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 see some of that, but you just love the fact that Captain Kirk is larger than life and Spock is a cool guy with pointy ears and they go and have space blasters and all this other stuff. In the radio, <laughs>
1: right.
0: Yep. And then I was, I guess, eight or nine when The Next Generation came out and I was hooked. I was hooked, you know, and, I, and, and then I watched every show from there on out. Star Trek always. Was a show that I wanted to watch and to varying degrees. I liked some. I wasn't a fan of Enterprise and things like that, but, um, it didn't matter. Star Trek always had a special place in my heart. I even liked the Kelvin universe movies. I, I, you know, they were different, but I understood what they were trying to do with it and where they were trying to go. Um, and if I had to pick a favorite show, gotta be D Space Nine. Deep yep, Space same. Nine is
1: hands down. Yeah. Same
0: darkest of the entire series out of any of them. And it was so cool. Cause like D space nine decided to go like this serialized storytelling, which star Trek never did. Right. Yep. Like star Trek, what happened in episode five would affect episode 60, but it didn't really matter. Like you, you could pick it up in season three or four, if you wanted to D space nine, when the dominion war hit, it kind of went, Holy crap. And like right. it just went to a whole Changed new level. Everything. Yep. It totally did. I mean, PTSD was a part of it. That fine line between terrorism and freedom fighter question, like, is is murder okay sometimes when you're fighting for the greater good? Like, it was very all these really deep dark questions that Star Trek was going to ask, but never necessarily went that hard. Yep. You know, D Space Nine went hard on it. And then we'll do one more last kind of you know non spoiler thing. Um, hopefully this kind of validates us that we are Star Trek fans and we've been a fan of the, of, of Star Trek since the beginning and we love it. And we've watched every iteration of the damn thing. And we, you know, we might hate some of it and we might love some of it, but the point is, is we, we really like star Trek and we're really into it. and We're fans. So tell me high level, non-spoiler. What are your thoughts on Picard
1: season two? I think like season one, it starts off, it pulls you in mm-hmm. and it ultimately, crushes and sucks out your soul. (laughs) uh, So yeah, the first two episodes I really liked and I felt a pull to it and I did not like season one at all. Mm -hmm. I was very hard on season one. I made, what, four videos, four videos that did really well uh, criticizing the show. And again, like you stated, I still said, hey, if you like the show, great. Uh, And season two trailer came out, showed... The wonderful John Delancey returning his cue. and I was like, oh, my God, I'm back in. I don't give a shit. I'm back in. If, even if you got RoboCop, Picard, I'm back in. Yep. And my soul was slowly crushed until the last episode. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. And now I'm like, I don't I don't I don't know if I'm going to be back for season three. I'll probably oh, will. But ouch. It's tough. It's tough. Ouch. It's tough. Um, ouch. But yeah, I, I will definitely be I'm ready to dissect the show. Uh, what right. do You think?
0: All right. Hold on. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm similar in the standpoint that I watched the first couple episodes and it sucked me in. Right. Yep. It was like really into it. I did not hate the middle episodes nearly as much as you did. I think my biggest problem with it was where is this going? Yep. That was the problem. Like I liked it cuz the performances are so good and Patrick Stewart is Patrick Stewart. He's freaking amazing. Um, you know, and 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 and, and I liked the characters, but it was what are we doing? It, the, yeah. it, we'll talk about a couple things in a minute, but was the show a Borg up season or was it a season about Picard's background? Was it a season about Q? Was it a, like where are we talking about genetic engineer like it was all right. over. The no clue. It, but the, sh-
1: I- the show gone. had a hard time. It it and I and I'm actually gonna talk about this in the review. I'm gonna do uh you know, pat myself on the back. But the show <laughs> the show for what is it eight or ten seasons or ten episodes? Ten, ten, ten episodes, episodes yeah. it created two hundred conflicts and solved like five of them. Yeah. And it was like I like, wait, what? Wait, what? So what about the first episode? Now we're on this well, conflict wait. in the sixth episode, you know, and just like They just kept adding it on and you're like and and like you said, the the overarching kind of narrative is like what what's the point? What are we trying to say here? That's I think
0: that's the, you know, before we hop over the spoiler wall, I think that's the thing is that by the time we got to the which by the way, the penultimate episode and the final episode, I loved. I loved them. I thought they were great. And it but it was like, what are we I had to question like, what are we even tying off here? Right. Like by the time the final episode came around, I went. And I looked at my wife, who, who, by the way, actually liked the season more than I did. I kind of was like, okay, wait a second. (laughs) Like what? They needed to tie off 50 things. And I think they only tied off three. So I'm not 100 percent sure. Now, again, I was left with a nice taste in my mouth, a sweet taste in my mouth, because I loved the final two episodes. But. I, I, my soul wasn't crushed, but I I left saying I want to see season three, but I think I only want to see season three because of Patrick Stewart and his cast. That's it. Right. That's really the only reason. So anyway, let's, let's get ready to hop over the spoiler wall. So now you heard from the two of us. So you got Nate, who's like, no soul crushing. I'm telling you, I think the show is definitely worth a watch, uh, especially if you're a Star Trek fan, but you better go in with some expectations that you might not get what you're looking for. Let's just say that. So Let's get ready to hop over the spoiler wall. If you've watched the show, great. If you haven't, pause us right here. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Get yourself to episode 10. Finish that sucker off. And then you can come (laughs) back and watch us. And you can listen to our review. So hopping over. And now we're past our high-level thoughts. It's time to dissect this bitch a little bit. So um, one of the things I wanted to start with before we start ripping the story apart, because I think we're going to do that. um, I would like to say, and you can disagree with me here, Nate. I thought the performances were actually pretty kick-ass. During the the whole, I, I really think they nailed it with this cast, and the cast had a very good chemistry. My problem, of course, was I wasn't 100 percent sure what they were trying to do with that cast, I but agree. I do believe that the I'm glad you agree. I do believe that the cast though was very good. So I want to ask you, were there any
1: standouts, both positive and negative, that you want to talk so about? So I think I think the I, to directly answer, I think my favorite would probably be. Um, the guy that plays Rios. I think the guy that yeah. plays Rios. Now, he showed pretty good – obviously pretty good range in the first season playing all these different holograms and all that. And that was pretty good. But it's I,
0: Santiago Cabrera, right? Yes, yep. yes. Um,
1: but I, I really liked what he did. And I – one of my biggest bitch complaints about the season one was uh, Allison Pill who played Girardi. And mm-hmm. I've seen some of her other stuff and I'm like, she's not a bad actress. It's she's not. It's just the way – She's directed is so it's that new the Discovery does that a lot too where they make they make science and math seem kooky and yeah. And it was always, like, a very rare instance in TNG and Deep Space Nine where they would do that, where they would have that one character. But for the most part, (laughs) everybody was very streamlined. Like, in Discovery, they'll do the, I love science. And it's like, (laughs) nobody in the future says that. And Girardi was that kind of epitome of that. And She's so quirky. Like, she's she's so overly quirky. Overly so. And she is in the first two episodes. And then she has this relationship with the Boar Queen, and I really liked it. It was one of the things I was like plus plus on the the stat sheet. I'm like, I really like
0: this. Yeah, it was done well.
1: Do I really like where it went? No, but I really liked it. Uh, I think the big one for me, and I hate saying it because it's become negative for the wrong reasons, and I do not and have not liked the character of Rafi. And I've seen a lot of people say, well, you don't like her because of the color of her skin. And that is so <sighs> unfair because not fair. my not two fair. favorite characters are Worf and Benjamin Sisko. So it's like that's no.
0: Sisko is still the best captain, by the way. Let's by just far, say it like by it is. far. By yeah. far.
1: Um, and so I, you know, Picard's great. Um, Brent Spiner, I, I felt like they were like, you know what? how do we get Brent in here? You know, let, right, let's write like a start like, for him. And it was kind of like Brent, just, just be a villain. It, just be a villain. It, that's it. It didn't, just be a villain. It did not make sense. And I, you know, I don't want to, we're, we're getting into the performances. He was fine. It was fine. I just, his addition. I'm like, I don't know why you're here. I don't know why. Yeah. He, um,
0: he was fi- that's the thing. I think he was fine, but I don't feel like his performance, like he was just a mean version of Dr. Soon. Right. Like that's it. Right. Like, and I, I know, you know, I get the background with the, the you know, the genetic and everything and his kid right. and he cloned her and blah, 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 whatever, but it was like, you're basically just setting him up. So he starts, he clones Khan, you know, he creates Khan and Singh. Great. That was the big reveal. Come on. I, right. so, yeah, um, I, get it. I, I get it. we, we got to get to the story later. You're right, but come right. On.
1: It's cause yeah. there's, there's so much to unpack, but yeah, the performance wise was, was fine. I, John Delancey, uh, you know, probably had the best scene in the entire He's show. Great. Uh, but again, his scene at the end of the last episode kind of was like, – I kind of was like, wait, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> OK. Um, we'll get to
0: that. We but yeah, to that. But we'll get to
1: that. But what, what did you think? What, what was the standouts for you?
0: You know what? I, I still think, and I and I want to say ahead of time, that we didn't get enough of her, and I'm upset about that. But Jerry Ryan is seven is yeah, Oh, my god. Far. Yes. She's fantastic. I agree. She's really good. Both seasons, she's been great. Yeah, she's I, really good. I'm in the middle of a rewatch of Voyager right now. And oh, man. Uh, I mean season 5 and it's it is definitely not as good as TNG or DS9 but it's a right. good show. It's it a is. good show. And she brings something to that like she could have just been a robotic borg the entire right. time and she's not and you can see the growth between who she was then and the 7 of 9 that she is now.
1: Well, they they brought her on too for this the sex appeal and she's and Jerry Ryan to her credit and she she goes beyond that, you know. She's totally like yeah, does. I am attractive but I can also act. I also have great character work and she does really good. And I agree. I, I wish she was in Picard more. I have a feeling
0: like they had, and I love, and I, I'm one of those people we can talk about in story later. I have no problem with Rafi seven of nine, no issue with that whatsoever. I thought they were cute together the entire show, but it, I didn't feel like seven had a lot to, she had more to do last season than this season, because that was a more Borg centric, you know, locutus centric season. Right. Um, and, and I understand it was about the androids too, but it was a locutus, you know, it was about his past. This one not quite so much. This was about his childhood instead. So the you know, the only Borg we got was the Queen Girati act that you know, that whole part. Yep. I, I thought that Seven of Nine was a little wasted. I wanted more of her character because I, I thought agree. she was a standout performance. And I I agree with you. I think Santiago Santiago Cabrera is so likable as Rios. And he I'm is. gonna
1: miss him. I'm yeah. gonna miss him. It, I'm gonna Well that and you know, that's another part that I really didn't understand is they gave us two seasons of these characters and you know, I I didn't I think Brios is probably the only one I was close to loving, but then yeah. they're all shipped off. Yeah. And you're like, like wait, wait, what? And, and then you know they they go off and whack Elnor towards the beginning and he was cool. I liked Elnor. Yeah,
0: I, he's, but, he's he's killed to make Rafi upset.
1: So But again, you know, yeah, it's I don't I yeah, I that's the part I didn't really understand because it's like they only knew how to put Rafi in one mode, and that was anger. Anger, and that's it. it feels very misplaced in the Star Trek universe. And, and Michelle Hurd, by the way, does well. She's yes. not bad with the material. But like
0: you said, she's just, unfortunately, I found, I found Rafi to be a one-note character. She's either angry. mad at Picard or she's angry because Elnor's dead. Like, that's it. And then at the end, oh, I love everybody. I forgive everyone. Okay, that's cool. No, definitely agree on both Jerry Ryan and Michelle Hurd. I think that you already mentioned John Delancey, and we know every scene he was in, he gave it 100 percent. He did. And I I loved everything he did. And I think when you're talking about performances, we can talk about where we wanted the show to go and what we wanted the story to be. Patrick Stewart is freaking phenomenal. He is. Oh, my God. Like, it's everything he did, even if I hated the scene. Patrick Stewart yep. like it doesn't it, it's even when I was questioning what they were doing with his childhood and everything the, the, the scene when he put the rock back I almost cried yeah you know? I was like just he's so good everything he does is good and uh, he's old as hell and whenever time <laughs> finally catches up to Patrick Stewart we are going to be losing a, a treasure because he is just amazing at everything he does and I yeah. agree
1: I, I mean, it's hard to believe Cause John Delancey's like 72 and Patrick Stewart's in his eighties. And it's like, they look great for their age. They really do. Uh, hey, and they do. they you, do. I mean, you do feel, you do feel Patrick Stewart's age a little bit, but I think he, there are certain things I pointed out to my wife where he kind of comes off as like the crotchy old man a little bit, <laughs> uh, yeah. just the way he yeah. says stuff. But there's a few lines of dialogue that he delivered where I'm like, that's, you know, that's Patrick Stewart. That's, that's you know a um classically trained stage actor just acting his ass off and uh you know for the most part he's his back's got to be hurt from carrying this this shit ass series so um but yeah i i'm i'm even on the characters but yeah good
0: no i would say you know that's hey as we we move on to the next topic you know the the, the performances i think they got top-notch actors they did a, they you know they did a great job with that i think the actors did good with what they had some of them had better material than the than others but um you know hey when you're looking at one of these shows where they're going to be dropping a ton of cash yes you expect you know you expect the performances to be good and you expect them to get good actors they don't always do so this time i think they did um before we start talking about some of the things i liked in the story and what you want to tear apart and and take a crap on uh, yes. we have uh, you know, when we say the same thing about Disney Plus and HBO Max and stuff, dude, they're spending 100 million bucks or whatever it is. And I might be, over. you yeah. know, whatever it is, they're spending a ton of change on these shows and they got to look good. This is not 1965 Star Trek anymore. These shows got to look good. And I felt that Discovery did this. I, I saw the first episode of Strange New Worlds. I think, Picard, regardless of how I felt about the story, and I want to hear what you have to say, technically, this show looked good. They did a really good job. The space battles in season one look great. Season two, anything in space looked good. Like literally anything in space looked good. I love the design of the ships. The fascist uniforms and the alternate future looked really good. Um, everything about the set design worked. Weapons worked. I think they did a fairly good job of recreating like our time, 22, 20, you know, 24, and yeah. trying to get this kind of fish out of water look with the guys. They did all right with that from a, I guess you could say from a technical standpoint. I think the show worked and you could tell it's a high budget show. Um, What did you feel?
1: Not as high on it. I think it looked better than season one. I feel like season – so there's a lot of rumors going on about season one that they shot written like the first like four or five episodes and they said this is too slow. We need to go and do something different. And that's why if you watch the first few episodes and then watch the back half, you're like, this feels like a different show. Kind of does. Yeah. Um, And season two, it feels like they went in and said, okay, this is what we're doing, whether or not it worked, whatever. But I agree. Like they actually had. You know, the laziness with having the same ship over and over and over in the first uh, season, <laughs> they yeah. actually had different ships. You can see, like, there was, you know, um, the Sovereign classes and all that. Like, they had different, um, the Stargazer return and all that. Yeah, the um, The money, were
0: pretty good. They yeah, the
1: money was definitely there. Um, some of the, like, I noticed a couple of the times, in particular with the second to last episode, Brent Spiner wasn't actually there. He Was like CGI'd in, it was driving me nuts. Strange, very, it was very, very, strange. very yeah. strange. And I told my wife, part of me thinks either it was like I don't know if it was a COVID thing or a scheduling thing, but he really didn't have that many scenes with Patrick Stewart. And part of me thinks it was some sort of scheduling thing. Like, there was one in particular when Girardi creates special forces Borg, uh, it's whatever. And he's <laughs> standing in between them and talking to Patrick Stewart. They're not on the screen at the same time. And it looks like he, it looks like a commercial, like he's like walking around you're like, you're, he's not really there. Like, and it's just little shit like that. It kind of drove me nuts. But I mean, overall, I, I would say it's probably like a, like a six out of 10 in terms of that, <laughs> especially when you look at like strange new worlds, Like Strange New Worlds, I was like, whoa, like the Enterprise sets, the the cinematography, like with the mountains, with Pike in the beginning, um, that was all more impressive to me.
0: The one thing I will say, and I'll agree with you on that, is I think what's strange, you know, when you're combine, comparing the two shows, Strange New Worlds is definitely supposed to be, you know, Star Trek right yes. before Kirk yep. comes in. They're, they are boldly going where no one has gone before. It's and they're going back course. to episodic for sure, too. Yeah, it definitely is. And we could talk about that in a minute. But yeah, it's, um, you can definitely tell that that show is going to be a little more lush. They're definitely going to go, you know, more old school and they're going to do it with today's CGI with today's effects. Right. I think, I think Picard was trying to do something a little more. I think they were trying to go smaller, a little more self-contained. So I'm forgiving them a little bit more right. on that. Um, especially cause some of the battles looked really good. I thought in the Chateau, I thought the battle actually did look pretty good. Um, it was shot dark. It was dark. So it's, it's a little very dark. Yeah. It's very, really very
1: dark. Yeah. Like
0: game of Thrones last two season, two episodes. Yeah. Right? like, um, but still looked pretty good. Um, and I thought the cloaking and decloaking of the ship looked good. I, you know, I, and I still think, you know, like the costumes didn't look like plastic, you no. know, like, rubber-ish. I I thought, like
1: the, oh, uh, the stargazer set looked good when they were walking away yeah, and yep. the, uh, the, yep. the retrofit version of it. It looked pretty good. Yeah, I agree.
0: Let's just say we're in somewhat agreement because I, I might feel a little bit better, but we're in somewhat agreement that they spent money on the show. They wanted yeah. it to look good, you know, and, it, and it's definitely worthy of, 10 episodes of a premier flagship show on the streaming platform. So that's, yeah. Okay. All right. Was, they, you know, we disagree, like I said, on some things, but yeah, we definitely feel that they decided to spend some money on the special effects and we saw it. Um, so now <laughs> this is, this is where Nate and I are. Nate's going to take a crap on everything. I'm sure oh, man. we got to break down the story of the 10, the 10 episodes because, that's what Star Trek's ultimately defined by, right? It's the stories, and and I know that the original series and TNG, Next Generation, were episodic, and but these they were great when you got a really banger of a story, and there were 23 episodes, and I get that in a season, but when they had a banger of a story, man, did they have a banger of a story! Yep. D Space Nine decided to go, uh, you know, uh, serialized, and God, we know how well that turned out. So it's really got to be the story has to carry Star Trek in addition to the chemistry between the characters and this I'll let you go off on it a little bit even though I liked this season what the hell were they trying to do like, I, I think the biggest problem I had was like you said it starts okay and then some of the episodes in the middle got a little boring to me because I was like what what are you doing like we get right. land your plane seriously land your plane and adored the final two episodes but why did I need the middle five to get there why right. And what were they trying to accomplish? And then you have this whole side thing with Dr. Sewing and what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like it was so, I, I was so confused. I was so con- like, not that I was confused at the story because it was kind of simplistic, but I just didn't know you started this whole thing with Q. He's, he loves Picard. He likes him, whatever. He's a pet. They said that at the end of all good things. Cool. We get that. But then we kind of like ignored that that
1: was even happening for
0: like five, for yeah. like five episodes. So uh, I, go ahead.
1: So, So Picard is bricked up because of a past trauma, and he's having a hard time finding love with his Romulan housemate, Loris, whose husband is now completely not even relevant to the show. Okay, fine. He's then called to an anomaly where the Stargazer and a fleet of ships are, where a Borg... Diamond comes out with a person with a covered mask that we later find out's Girardi, mm-hmm. and before something happens and he tries to blow up the ship to kill the Borg, he's saved by Q and taken to a alternate reality where mm-hmm. the Federation is now the Confederation, and why it's not the Mirror Universe I don't understand. And then says if you don't go back in time to 2024 and stop something from happening, this is the future. You'll be in. So then they steal the Borg queen that the Confederation has and do the slingshot method from the voyage home to go to 2024 to find a watcher, which was told by Guinan, who looks nothing like Whoopi Goldberg, who doesn't know about Picard, even though they met Picard in the 1800s.
0: Yeah, why did we forget about Time's Arrow? Like, I, why did we just forget the time? Well,
1: and I'm, like, I'm frustrated too, because somebody said, well, this is an alternate timeline. They clearly did not listen. It becomes an alternate it timeline. It becomes
0: one after cards, card. Right,
1: right. Right. So I, okay. So anyways, so I, I, I like again, if, if you say it out loud, you sound like you're fucking crazy. Like I'm like, I'm like, I need some <laughs> medicine or something. So she, tells him about the Watcher, which actually the Boar Queen told him about the Watcher. And it is Laris, but it's not really Laris. It's a woman called Talon, or T- Talon, you right. And she is watching over Renee Picard, who is Picard's long lost ancestor, who's an astronaut going on the Europa mission, but is not about to because she's got deep depression issues. Even though she really had deep depression issues, they wouldn't let her anywhere close to a rocket. And she's going to discover some sort of genome, bacteria, or something that's going to save the oceans and change the world, which we know really doesn't change anything because humanity blows itself up in World War III anyways. And we learned that yeah, from First Contact. Wars happened after that, yeah, yeah, the Eugenics yeah. Wars too. We know we know about that from First Contact, and Strange New Worlds even mentions it. And then Picard, they let Rene Picard do it. Or they they protect her. Oh wait, no no. Q enlists the help of uh, Adam soon and Q holds over a thing on him to stop Picard. Oh, by his- the way,
0: that's literally basically he's doing it just to fuck with Picard. Like that's it. So yeah. I, I mean, to me, that's what it felt like. It was like right. I'm really doing this just to throw a roadblock up. And so Sune
1: decides to yep. try to run him her over with his Tesla. And hits Picard, and Picard goes into a coma, and it's later revealed that Picard, as a a child, was repressing memories of his mom getting hung, and then felt regret because he was the one that let her out.
0: Which, by the way, is probably the part I actually liked. I actually liked that, uh, but
1: why? Oh, my God. And then... They all come out into the future to learn that the Boar Queen was Girardi, and she had come to stop a cataclysmic event in the last 20 minutes of the final episode of the season. And it, and,
0: and basically, it's all that so Q can give Picard this journey, right? So he could uh, – like so I mean, me Picard at at 90, whatever years old he is, hasn't He's like 120.
1: He's uh, uh, right, 120
0: I mean, years right, old. 120. That's right. And it's – why? Like at this point, he hasn't. Like, figure himself out. Like, we've we've had these episodes already in Star Trek where he was trying to figure out who he was. And the episode Brothers, right after Best of Both Worlds. Right. Like, abducted Which, by the, the board. Where's his
1: brother at? Yeah. <laughs> where, what was his brother? His brother was a huge well, part of his life. Yeah, so I, that's I actually what said I'm that thinking. to my wife. I was
0: like, where's his brother? Like, right, where's is his is brother he, at? Is I, he off, like, you know, running the freaking I, vineyard? I, like, I don't know what's going on.
1: And <laughs> it's so weird because I, I've heard the argument a lot by people and it's my least favorite Star Trek argument and I'm sure you've heard this is you are too attached to canon and yeah, I have that. I have I have two two thoughts about that one then why the fuck call it Star Trek if you are not going to pay attention to the characters that make Star Trek call it something else make it Andromeda which is exactly what happened with Andromeda was it was an actual Star Trek show and they couldn't make it the way they wanted to they called it Andromeda, Andromeda.
0: I remember that just show just do that
1: or the second argument I make is why do you pick and choose canon things to add like Gary 7 if you know what fucking Gary 7 is from the original series then you should know 10 forward was not a fucking street it was it was deck 10 <laughs> now, forward part of the ship now the f bombs are flying <laughs> it's so frustrating it's like you don't pay attention or 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 Chris Help me with this here, okay? Seven of nine was one of the major factors in getting Voyager home. Yes. They would not allow her into Starfleet. But the Federation works with the board at yes. the end. It doesn't make any sense. All well, basically thought,
0: based on Picard being like, hey, everybody stand down. Hey,
1: everybody stand like, down. Yeah. And I told, I told my wife, I said, could you imagine you're just sitting there on, you know, the Shinjo, the shit job, bucket, whatever the fuck you're on. And, uh, hey, we got a call uh, for the Stargazer. They said, um, let our shields down and let the Borg enter our systems. What? What? No, because yeah. exactly. nobody else has been privy to this flash forward, flashback bullshit. It's <laughs> the same people that were so racist, because, again, for some reason, the Federation is bad guys again, to not let Seven of Nine in. But they would allow the Borg to penetrate their systems willy nilly. It's just, it's like little shit like that doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's true. That, I think that's probably the biggest. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about the fandom and we're going to talk about all that in just a second. So we'll close off on the story here. That, that's what I think stopped it for me. As much as I've said to people that I enjoy it and I like it, if you notice when I say I like it, I'm not saying because of the story. I'm not. I mean, it's, the reason I like it is really because I like the characters, I like the way they interact with each other, and I like, I'd say two or three of the themes that I saw running throughout the show. And uh, I, especially whether I've seen a lot of people dislike, What they learned about Picard's past. I've seen a lot of people dislike that. But from a person who has mental health issues, me, you know, I have them. You know, I do have them. Uh, I sympathized with it. I actually liked the way it was. I thought it wasn't done badly. I really didn't think it was done that bad. Uh, It showed that, you know, in our world today, we still don't understand mental health and we don't respect some of the issues. And going into Picard's time, they still don't like humans still haven't figured it out. Um, you know, I mean, it, I understand we make fun of Troy a lot, you know, in the next generation, but, you know, they finally figured out you got to throw a counselor on these ships. You know, like you finally figured it out that right. you're in deep space missions and you're going to be gone for years on end. They didn't do it in Kirk's time. You better have a counselor on these ships that um, we still haven't figured out. Mental health humans are still going to be dealing with that. So I actually liked that to, you mentioned it. you alluded to it before, Jurati is a lonely character. The fact that she connects with the Boar Queen, who is also a lonely character, which, by the way, they played with a little bit in First Contact, right? Yep. They played with that a little bit. You know, Picard had said you wanted a counterpart. You wanted me to be by your side. Um, with all those voices, she's still alone. So I liked that. It's why was it so disconnected? And yep. maybe, maybe it works if you just turn around and look at it and you're like, you know what? It's like Logan, right? It's its own timeline. That's what it is. It's its own timeline. But that's not the way they set it. I'm not married to canon necessarily, but if you're going to break it, this ain't the way to do it. (laughs) You got to respect certain things. You can't fundamentally spit in Star Trek's face.
1: Yeah.
0: When you're which is kind of like what I and I sometimes get the feeling like this show did that because Patrick Stewart's awesome. He wanted to make it. And it's going to be about him basically talking about
1: shit for like,
0: you know, three seasons. Like, that's like right. basically it. And
1: you know? I, I feel like a lot of it, and I've heard there's definitely levels of truth to this that he pushed a lot of stuff. And like my wife said, the show went from being episodic in narrative to episodic in social issues. Right. But none of it ever flowed well enough. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's so. It's a very frustrating show and there's multiple times I'd be watching an episode of pause and I'd be like, you know, they forget, like, I, I told my wife, I said, there, you, you already know that. And even though I'm sure in some aspect, mental health does exist because we saw it with Barkley and TNG, he had all these different oh, you know, transporter best. and all that. He's a but, best. you know, we did learn from Bashir that they did that mental health had changed dramatically that they had mm-hmm. learned so much. And I told my wife, I said, you think about in the last 20 years how much we've learned about medical uh, mental health, and to think 300 years from now, oh, well, my wife is, you know, um, she's got schizophrenia, or, you know, or uh, she's depressed or PTSD. Oh, I'm just going to lock her in a house. That's like kind of the
0: one thing that really bothered wait, me about the way it was handled. Like, yeah. I, again, I, I like a lot of how it was handled. That's probably the
1: one piece of it that I really had a problem and, with. It it's, like, it's so. You know, it's so funny, which funny is not the right word for it, but it's so weird because it's like that that little issue I had, which is a really big issue, is one of those things where you just like, what if Picard's mom just like jumped and killed herself, you know, right. where dad right. didn't lock the room and just said, well, oh, I give up. Like, mm-hmm. wait, no, like you, you you wouldn't do that now, let alone 300 years in the future. Exactly. You've got exactly. medication and replicators and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, even Picard is a little boy. You're still talking 2310 or something like that, you know, 2300s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's little things that I just it felt like the writers played telephone game and said, hey, um you know, <laughs> hey, Picard. She's got depression, you know. We need to work on that, okay? And then they're like, "Oh shit." Um, <laughs> like, like Family but, Guy for Star Trek. <laughs> right? It's like, wait, where does where does that go into this plot? And I, I think like there were certain like five minute segments where I'm like, okay, I like that. I I like I like you saying that Picard was closed off because he was in TNG. He was very closed off. Definitely was. And that was the big part of all good things was he sat down for the uh, the poker game and they're like, Oh shit. And I like that. They explained that he went through a a childhood trauma. It just, Mm -hmm. it didn't have to take six episodes and a lot of cliffhangers. Like they did that where uh, Talon was like, well, what's behind the door? Yeah. It's like, well, why don't we just say it right now? There's no reason to not say that. Oh, we're gonna do that the last episode.
0: Yeah. it was. That was definitely, I again, I you know, I it was my problem with Boba Fett on on Disney Plus. It was the yes. second, like why did it take six episodes it, to tell it, yeah. two and a half what could have been told in two and a half? And right. it was just this could have, maybe not ten episodes, you know, maybe not as little as two or three episodes, but four,
1: five, maybe, yeah, maybe or yeah. even just say just say six. Yeah, just let's say, say six, six. Make six, it a yeah.
0: Fine. And and I'm fine with a ten episode. Don't get me wrong. It, it's you know,
1: if you it, we, have a story we, to we, tell, if you have a story to tell. That's the
0: thing, you know, as we're, you know, look, we're, we're actually moving into the next, the next topic here. Cause we're talking about the fandom. Look, everything, everything's changed. It's not just fandom that's changed. It's the way we view things, the way we our viewing habits have changed. We're different now. We don't like Stargate SG one probably would not be able to be made the way it was now in 2022. I don't think so. I think 20 some odd episodes of, of planet of the week, you know, where they're just zipping around right. in Stargate, going to a new planet. And we only get three episodes of the gold versus earth. I don't think that's going to fit today. I think when people are watching, they're going to binge and they're watching the streaming. They want 10 episodes of the big bad aliens fighting planet Earth and Stargate SG, you know, the SG one team going after them. That's what they want. They're not going to want like one of the reasons Mandalorian was eh in the first season was because they weren't sure if they wanted to be episodic or serialized. They didn't know. Right. They were like, what do we want to do? You know, and, and I don't think people want adventure of the week right now. So people I think people want that. They want that serialized telling you better get to your point. In, if you're going to go 10 episodes, dude, by episode four or five, the people aren't feeling it. They're not going to finish it. Right. You know, it's and if they are, they might do what you did. Like you're finishing it out of like almost like obligation because you love Picard. So you're like, I'm going to finish it because it's Star Trek. That's it. That's not a good reason to have somebody finish. No, no it's not. You know?
1: No. Obligation is never a good reason.
0: Yeah. I don't think. Now, I. I was feeling that in the middle. I was like, this is getting a little slow and I want to watch the next episode because I want to get to it. Episode nine and 10, I re- I want to repeat. I did really like, even with the failings that you mentioned in the previous segment, I still liked it. Cause I thought it was just, you know, fr- I think from a performance standpoint, I liked the nostalgia. I just liked the way they closed it off, but it, it still was not a fully satisfying ending. Cause they left the whole, you, you went, you freaking, you had all this other stuff happening and you didn't, didn't yeah. you decided not to close it off. Um, that being said, you know, I think the fandom does have a point. I wanted to ask you about this. Look, this is not old school Trek anymore. It's not. I think Strange New Worlds is the only thing we've talked about that really feels like old school Trek. Discovery ain't it. It's not. Lower Decks is definitely not it. It's not old school Trek. The Kelvin timeline, that ain't old school Trek. Beyond is probably the closest that we get to old school Star Trek. Um, I don't know, man. What are you? What's your feeling on this stuff?
1: People think that this new line of Trek that's been going on since Discovery that it changed the way trek was seen and to me and uh, you, obviously you, i think by the way do you uh, consider the kelvin
0: movies with that with discovery or no are You considering that separate
1: what what do you mean
0: like when you're talking oh. about this new quote-unquote this new trek no are you saying, no, are you saying so kelvin's the, part of that or moment just, okay the
1: moment spock went into that wormhole the black hole is whatever everything changed i okay. couldn't Oh, that, I, and I actually like the movies when people are like, oh, yeah. I like them. Because yeah. the moment they did that, I'm like, you have an excuse for everything. Yeah, you I don't can blow everything shit. up. You can yep. blow everything up. I don't care. Um, Because I could at least say, well, I could see why this is different. You know, I know that there's parallel universes. We saw it all the time in all the Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. But for me, the Star Trek writing changed with Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, when serialized storytelling, it's what changed dramas and thrillers and action and all that. And it did it right because the story was always good. It, it could even, and even when it wasn't, when there were certain aspects of Deep Space Nine, I didn't even when it was like. Silly.
0: Even when it was silly, it yep. was still better than this yeah. shit.
1: It was still, it's still connected to you on a human level. And like, and I know,
0: interrupted so, you. You were talking. Go back to Discovery because I did interrupt you. So go back to that when you were about yeah. about what I, I you were going on that path with Discovery and everything, and you were comparing it to Deep Space Nine and stuff. And I kinda, oh, I just I, kinda, I just like,
1: think. C- like, I think people think that the new age of Trek changed with Discovery. And no, it changed with Deep Space Nine, with Deep Space Nine, because then Enterprise started bringing in serialized storytelling, too. And that's when Enterprise started becoming good, was when they actually started doing, what do we do these long season arcs. Was it as good as Deep Space Nine? Obviously not. And Voyager was pretty similar when they started having the three or four episode yeah, lots. Yep. Yep. Um, so you don't have to just go oh go oh, episodic. You just got to have good storylines and like you mentioned there would be in deep space 9 the one I used for with the example when I was talking to my dad last about it was uh, in the pale moonlight. You still had a classic story that was confined in an episode but worked with the arc of the season and you still had the character dilemmas that Star Trek Uh, brings up and it wasn't just oh hey you know what if we pick a red daisy or a yellow daisy it was like (laughs) no like people are dying do I want to bring more people in to help you know the very basis of it Mm. and, and bring another species into a war or watch my own people slowly die off and it's like if Picard is going to do this more mature serialized it can do it it just needs to do it well and it's not it's not even it's and I, I also upset too because people have when I point out well Picard is borrowing this idea for this or mm-hmm. this idea for this. It's like, well, you know, well, so and so always did this. And it's like, but there used to be a time when Star Trek was the thing for writing. You yeah. know, it was yeah. the it was the iPhone. It was always, you know, oh, here's Kirk kissing the first black woman, or here's the yep. first black captain, or and it, here's this story that you've never seen before. It's like Oh, so we're compromising because it says Star Trek on it mm-hmm. to a very generalized storytelling. And I don't I don't I don't like that. And it it makes me worried for the future of Star Trek. It really does.
0: So the question I have is, do you think that um, do you think Discovery is that way as well? Or do you think Picard is the outlier here? Because I think like I actually think Lower Decks was supposed to be this kiddie show. And it actually wound up being a little bit better than that. It's not just like a kids show. It is a kids show, but it's not just a kids show. You know what I mean? Um, especially the second season storyline, and it ended on a great cliffhanger. It did. Awesome. Let's not spoil that in case anybody hasn't watched it. But it <laughs> ended on a great, a great cliffhanger. Um, and Prodigy is its own thing, right? Prodigy is a kids show. I, I did watch it because I thought it's Star Trek. I want to watch it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna forgive Prodigy anything that it does because it, it is a Nickelodeon show. Um, but I think Discovery suffered from that a little bit as well. I really yeah. do. I think it suffered from some of the same stuff that that Picard like especially that first season. That first season was
1: all over, man. It was.
0: That, go ahead. What you're gonna say? And,
1: no, I agree. No, and I, I I think I think one of the other issues is that they can't seem to tell a dramatic storyline that puts you on the edge of your seat without it being the end of the universe. And it's like, you know, yeah, there was, you know, an episode, a couple times a season where you would have, you know, oh, we're going to break time or whatever, but it was not every freaking episode that, you know, or an entire serial arc or whatever that it was like this is it. If we don't stop this, it's all over. And it's like literally both seasons of Picard was that Discovery. It was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure every every season of Discovery's done the same shit too. And it's like you you can make compelling dramatic thrilling television be contained to a character to, you know, whatever. And yeah, people are gonna be like, well, you know, the, uh, the, the dominion war arc is like the dominion war arc was not, this is the end of the galaxy. This is cataclysmic or whatever. It was, mm-hmm. it was factions battling, you know, and, they at least
0: it, it probably felt it. that way to some of the people in it because they live in the Federation, so right. their way of life was being right. threatened.
1: Was, was being threatened, but you yeah. actually felt that pull where mm-hmm. you would see, you know, the the the, the fatigue on the, the Federation, or you'd see planets suffering, or mm-hmm. they they had that where they was written in. And here it's just like, you know, here's this half baked storyline with some socio political idea thrown in that's also half baked. Moving on, and it's like, wait, because, what? Because unfortunately, it
0: seems like, and, and people call it the Marvel effect. I think it's more, and I'm a huge MCU fan, but I think it's the blockbuster effect. That's what it is, yeah. like the, yeah, the yeah, big I agree. blockbuster, you know, the big franchise IP effect. Whether it's Marvel or Jurassic Park or Fast and the Furious, whatever it is, like that's, you know, that's what people want to see, right? I need it in quick bites. I need it in, and I need it to be done in two and a half hours. Yep. And I'm only going to get into it if the galaxy is going to be destroyed. And oh by the way, you can give me a couple little political things, but you better wrap that shit up at the end. Right. Like that better be wrapped up. You know, like Star Trek all in its history had a habit of making you think about it after the closing credits were done. Um, and you'd be, yeah, you know, I want to watch that episode again or whatever. Right? And, and it, was, it wasn't it was always wrapped up in a tidy bow. No. Um, and that was the point. And you're right. I think Discovery, like each season of Discovery, like they fixed it. Now the next season is the new Galactic Challenge, right? <laughs> like that's, that's how it's going to be. And Picard is falling into that same trope. It's falling into the same trope instead of just... Telling this moving tale, which, as you said, you don't necessarily have to do with with the stakes that they constantly have. But I think people's our attention spans are bad, man.
1: They're yeah. Bad. Well, and that's like, you know, it, it, you, and in a way you do have that that character contained story with Picard. And that's kind of what I always hoped for Picard when they announced it was like, OK, this is going to be a character driven thing on this generational character that has been around and we're going to learn about his 120 years. And it's like, okay, they had that in there, but they didn't do it well enough. And then they baked it into not one, but two cataclysmic events in one season where it's just like, it kind of out overshined this kind of issue. And if anything, I was going to really enjoy it would be that, you know, learning about why Picard was the way he was, but they didn't do that. It was about everything else going on. So
0: And you know what? That leads into another point that you and I had on the notes to talk about is, you know, I I always felt like when it came to political stuff, anything political, you know, there's a lot of, you see, there's a lot of chatter online. People attack a lot of stuff. It's not just Star Trek. You get a lot of the, oh my God, that's, that's too woke. That's too SJW. That's too whatever, right? You see a lot of that going, it could be anything, bro. It could be Star Wars. I don't care what it is. People go nuts on that stuff, whether they have a point or not. That's, I'm not taking a side. I'm just saying that's what it is. And Star Trek, dude, Star Trek is the ultimate SJW. Like it's the it ultimate woke product. Like they had the first interracial kiss on TV. They copped yep. out a little bit. They did. But they did have the first interracial kiss on TV. The most diverse cast. I mean, whoever thought you'd put a Soviet Russian right yep. in the middle of the Cold War, Right. you know, on the bridge of the Enterprise. And, and yep. it's, you know, one of your lead characters is an alien. Now, granted, I know McCoy, Spock and Kirk got the majority of the stories, but the other characters, especially by the time we got to the movies were just as important. And they yep. had, they had their moments, especially Aurora kicks ass in the movies. I mean, it's just, and, and the Kelvin timeline, they tried to do the best they could even, even more yep. sometimes. I kind of felt exactly what you're saying. And I wanted your thoughts on this is sometimes it really, it feels like with newer star Trek, and this includes the Kelvin, the three Kelvin movies, it's just tacked on there. It's just it there. Is. And, and, And I think there's two sides, man. I think number one, it seems like they want to check some boxes. Like if we do this, this, this we're we're doing the politicizing that Star Trek is always known for. So we're going to do that. And then there's the other side that just goes ballistic if they just have a a female character. Like calm down. Like they're not making Trek female, like chill. So where are we with this? That's my question, I
1: think. Like, where are we? Like, oh, I think I think besides the people that freak out about you know, oh, a stormtrooper is black or whatever. I think <laughs> yeah, I think yes. the issue with it being politicized or SJW is I think for so long Star Trek has done such a good job of writing it in the story convincingly enough that you maybe not have realized it. You, you know, your brain did, but you maybe you didn't. And I think you know where you have uh, the Measure of a Man or you know when I um I brought up uh, in a pale moonlight or. The episode I used uh, with my dad again we're talking about it is Voyager in the void when um, the you know Voyager was stuck in this void with all these ships and they had created the a mini federation of these ships and yep, you know yep. they come to find out one of the ships was you know blowing shit up and taking their shit and <laughs> yep. Janeway's like I'm not doing that we stand by we stand by being you know our morals and and all that and I think it it, it created that. That thought, that perspective of wait a minute, you know we do want to we do want to live. we do want to survive, we do want to get out of this. Where do we justify our morals with mm. our survival? and in Picard, it's ice is bad. okay yeah. Um, yeah well, what about ice is bad? They round up a lot of Latino men, okay um okay, well, what else we got about that? The planet is dying. okay yeah. um well wh- what about the planet's dying? We're gonna burn in ash okay uh, humans, okay Humans polluted humans no. pollute. Yeah. okay uh-huh. and it's like it's not you know and, and you know the, the, another episode i, I use a lot is the one with uh, captain ransom where ransom was using the alien pro um bodies they're like ectoplasm to supercharge mm-hmm. the warp engines mm-hmm. and i remember bringing that episode up and somebody's like it's no different than if you were on like a hunting excursion and you shot a deer and you ate the deer that's a good point like yeah they yeah. might suffer or whatever, but you know, maybe you know. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm like, it, it creates that dilemma in your brain where you have that what's called critical thought, Star Trek critical thought, where your critical thinking is like, huh, that's an interesting perspective. And I love that about uh, about Star Trek. But Picard, it hits everything with the biggest fucking sledgehammer. There's no ounce of nuance at all and it's so frustrating to me because it's like you it's, know there there was an epi, uh, part i'm sorry i didn't mean to go on but no, go when rafi she gets on the computer and she's looking she's like let's type in latino male. oh my god there is so many of them and i'm mm-hmm. like what is what is this saying we know ICE is, is you know is you know criminal gangs that round up Latinos unfairly okay that you're not saying anything Mm. it's just frustrating to me
0: it's 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 unfortunate that uh that's why you know i think the extreme sides have to they got to stop and and think for a little bit but one of the things that is correct is that it doesn't it doesn't like you said that critical thinking it doesn't go as deep it doesn't go i don't even want to say it goes as hard i hate saying that it goes as hard but it doesn't go as deep and it doesn't everything is at this very high level heavy-handed approach you know um yeah. those people bad like that's it and it's like well i know they're bad i mean because they're racist and they're scumbags so yeah i know they're bad um but i i i could just watch the news at night right, you know and, right. and, and and see the same thing and see the same jerks you know like running around i know that um make me think you know like i said like the old and sometimes look the original series would do that right i was just talking about the, the episode where the guys that are half black half white yes. and they hate each other because one's on the right and one's right. on the left yeah, I know. That's heavy-handed. That is. It's heavy-handed. Um, but and the, but there were other episodes that did it better. And of course, Next Generation and Deep Space Nine seem to really do it better. Um, sometimes it's that subtly, that subtle approach. And Picard didn't do that. Everything in my mind that they were saying was correct. But the point is, is that it, again, it's heavy-handed. You know, and it's not it's not done to make you think. It's just done to say this is wrong. Let me agree with it. And that's where I think some of the folks that go freaking out. Whom normally I I got to be honest I'm just going to throw it out there I normally disagree when they start freaking out because they're like oh there's too many women here or yeah. they're raising a point because they're not doing it they're doing it to be a token they're doing yeah. it to pander they're doing yeah. it to say we did it that's it that's the yeah. only reason they're doing it and while while I believe that Seven and Rafi's relationship was fairly organic it didn't necessarily have to go that way either and it my wife loved it. She thought it was great, and I wasn't offended by it. I thought it was fine. But it was like, did you have to – like, did why did you do that? Did you do that right. to check a box?
1: Yeah. Or we, it felt or, like or, it. In,
0: in, Exactly. Like, in season three, are we really going to see the payoff of this now? Like, no. are Raph and Seven going to be awesome, or is this going to be like, no, they just right. made
1: out and it's done? Like, just so we could say we had the two right. characters do it. And I, that's I think point. that's where a lot of the firestorm comes from is, yeah. is it's not – woven in on inorganically where it feels like it's part of the story it feels like it's a it's an executive saying hey you know there's this demographic that's not being uh represented and there are 100 million percent should be representation of every demographic especially in star trek if you have any issue with that i don't know what to tell you you know but it's like you know with cisco it was just cisco was just the captain you know and and he was awesome and, and he was so, awesome you know and and his his you know social uh episode where he became the sci-fi writer you know mm-hmm. was a really great Such great good episode it was a really good episode and it's like and, and by the don't... way
0: you know the, dude it's it's pretty incredible too it's what's the um i'm blanking avery brooks is the actor right yep. that's that's who played and brooks his relationship with Jake was really important. him. Yeah, It was. was like, you know, having a, a you know, a black his, fa- a father yep. and black son was huge after the mother died and, and everything right. yeah, that was important to him. But again, and,
1: it was, it was written where it was like, okay, we saw the first episode, which is to me, probably still the best pilot of any star Trek episode. We watched, Cisco's wife died horribly right in front of his eyes. And he had this anger in him towards Picard because Picard was, you know, part of Wolf 359 as Locutus. And then we saw this, okay, well, I, I am a single dad. I have to take care of my son. And it just so happened that these guys, you know, they were, they were black, black family. And it was like, okay. And, you know, with Rafi and seven, you know, as an example, it's like, you know, was it one of those things where, their relationship was, oh, you know, Seven saved Rafi, and, mm-hmm. you know, and she smiled, and she's like, oh, that's a cute smile or something. It was literally like, oh, season finale, they're holding hands. It was like, wait, did I miss something? Did I? That's what I mean. Like, they, they it they was – the- if it was uh, if it was the other way around where we saw season two where they were going through you know season two they were almost like the running around couple where they were yes. just running yeah. around L A we would have saw that in season one and then ended in season one I'm like oh okay okay I see it yeah um, but yeah it's just it's weird that's the thing I think you know before we move to the next topic I,
0: I I applaud it I like it and again I I like the two characters I have no problem with them being together um, I just didn't feel. Even though they spent so much time together in season two, I didn't feel it was going in that direction. Uh, and then it happens, which love can happen that way. Right. So let's yep. say it it can happen that way. But it just kind of felt like, why was that? Was that done for a reason, though? Like that's that's that it's that kind of stuff that if if Star Trek is going to do that, let's end it on that. If Star Trek is going to do that kind of stuff where it's just doing it to do it. Right then it's losing a piece of what made Star Trek so special for so long. Uh, Why we were so proud as Star Trek fans to have a black man as the first cap, you know, first black captain, why we were so proud to have Janeway as as a woman captain and control her own show and be a badass, by the way, uh, for all seven seasons, even though she made a couple of stupid moves, um, she was still a badass. Um, You know, we're proud of that stuff as Star Trek fans to say, Hey, we did all, you know, our, our, franchise that we love did all that stuff and they they hopefully sometimes they screwed up but they did it right for the most part um just don't don't do it because you're going to pander be you know do it do it right and everybody you're 100 percent the representation needs to be there that's what star trek is about absolutely what star trek needs to be that's what they are about um you know the underserved whatever you you know all of those star trek there's so many, rep- there's so much representation throughout Star Trek history with that. Don't lose it. You better not lose it because it, yeah. it slaps Star Trek in the face. But it also slaps Star Trek in the face, I think, if you're just doing it to pander too. So, eh. I mean, again, I, I hate that. I hate seeing that hate going back and forth online because you know it's it's too easy for some sides to say, woke, you know, whatever, and just throw right. it at that and use it as a as a, as a weapon, well, say, you know. But if Star Trek's gonna do it. And they're not gonna have a good reason for it. Come on,
1: man. You're feeding into it. Don't do that. Right. You know? Anyway, good. It just it just comes off lazy to me when people are like, oh, it's you know, it's woke and this good. and that. And it's like, like it. Yeah. It's like, no, Star Trek's always been woke. Star Trek it's just is it, woke. It, it yeah. was written in a way that maybe your little brain couldn't see that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it doesn't like, you know, when they made um Burnham, you know, the main character or you know, they showed the posters of her and people were like, oh, it's a black woman. I'm like, OK, so like Star Trek, man, it, it's that's Star it. Trek, dude. Like this is yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that's I. It. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, after we've insulted
0: everybody now on both sides, right. which is fantastic. That's what we should be doing because we're exiles. Right. So if you're left and right, you hate us. Doesn't, matter. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Let's let's close out the episode with some with some fun stuff uh, after all the heaviness. There were some cool Easter eggs and nostalgia moments, I think, throughout the whole series. Like in in season one, everything with Troy and with Riker, I think, were great. Season two did some of the same stuff. Dude, I loved seeing Will Wheaton and seeing Crusher at the end. I thought that was great. It was so dumb. I didn't care. I was like, this is great. And I hope he comes back. There's rumors he won't. I hope he's back for season three. I think that's great. It's good to see that that Crusher has moved on to whatever the next phase of being with the Traveler is. I think that's
1: great. It's funny because he he kind of like he read those lines like he was still doing that like talk show they do <laughs> yes, it where it was like it was like he was doing like an interview thing for it and I was like are you trying to act or <laughs> no I I you know I like that um you know the they, they mentioned before they threw the Gary Seven nod in which is a a reference to the original series which was a failed episode they tried to make into its own TV show uh, which is pretty you know it's kind of cool um. Yeah, I, um, you know, they uh, bring back and Whoopi Goldberg was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't understand. So we didn't talk about this, but they brought in the guy. I can't remember his name. Um, he was in the episode of Voyager, uh, the relativity episode. They brought him back. He was that FBI guy that captured Yeah, yep. Him, and I thought he was going to be the same guy, but he was somebody completely different. And I really didn't understand that. Yeah, I wasn't um, sure
0: about the, the, why that whole side mission happened and right. you know, showed that he saw aliens, he saw the Vulcans. The Vulcans okay, that's cool. It's
1: which, cool, but Which breaks canon again. But, yeah, um, but canon. yeah, but they... But yeah, I was like, you know, it was cool. And there was a moment, too, where he, he, he opened the door and he said something like, you know what they say about time? And I was like, oh, is he going to say it's like relative or something, which would be a nice little wink-wink. And he just said, like, oh, you know, fuck it or whatever. And I'm like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, seeing Q was great. I actually really liked uh, Q's outfit he was wearing in the end. But like yeah, that yeah black, I did, too. Yep. Uh, monk outfit he was wearing. I was like, ah, feels fitting. Yep, Uh-oh. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. There were some cool little things
0: that they, you know, they dropped in, I, you know, when uh, Picard in his house – he had some Bajoran artifacts, artifacts yeah. in his house and he's an archaeologist. All, all so the heads. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, I really liked uh, the scene when he during the graduation and they had the, the Federation, like all the flags yep. in the background. They did that some really, really cool neat. stuff with that. Um, there were there were just so, I thought that there were some really awesome moments. Picard saying, let's see what's out there. Yep. That was nice. There were there were some really nice moments throughout whole series that i think were, were were slipped in you actually mentioned towards the beginning when they had all the ships in the battle and you got to see like the types the classes yeah. and starships yeah. that was really
1: cool the i was excited it's great go ahead yeah, i was i was i was excited when they did that because i thought that we were gonna do that in the first season it's like oh no they actually brought up you know the, the Acura class classes there and like and david had they had the um uh the excelsior uh one and it was like oh wow that's cool like you know they brought brought some (laughs) shit back and it was neat and I really liked the like the uniforms and stuff was pretty cool they felt like um a, a nice little homage and then um the guy that played Picard's dad Mm-hmm. was the guy from bsg yep and he was wearing this kind of modified deep space nine first contact uniform yeah I and i kind of i kind of like that too i was like i don't know what the hell that uniform is but it, <laughs> uh and he i actually you know thought he was a pretty good actor too the scenes with him and picard were really good i thought very good. Uh, very, very good Um, very
0: very good yeah and that
1: you know the little twist that he was his dad was kind of neat too yeah so.
0: I thought that was do- that was well done. I really I liked everything. Uh, I would say, if you know, if we're talking Easter eggs or nostalgia stuff, everything between Picard and Guinan. Perfect. Yes. Perfection yes. was great. Uh, I thought the actress that played the young Guinan was a little too separate from Whoopi Goldberg for me. Yes. But Patrick Stewart made it work, as always.
1: You know, I, I, I think the, the separation came that. They didn't link their characters properly, like like yeah. you said, they they ignored time's arrow for some reason, and yeah. they they like Guinan was always a character that was kind of of, of influence, mm-hmm. and they changed that to well, she was like this rebel without a cause, and I'm like that's not Guinan's character <laughs> at all. Uh, I know. But, but yeah, Whoopi like I, I I didn't mind them doing the thing with Whoopi where you know she was. A younger actress that's fine uh, but it was good yeah. it was good seeing Whoopi. she looked great for her age and she looked like she was having fun yeah i think she was having a
0: blast and so she was definitely connecting with stewart you could tell that uh yeah. the last little easter egg i'll mention again you know these nostalgia slash easter egg things uh that i really liked when they were in the fascist timeline that you know our picard he collects He's an archaeologist. That's what he yep. does. He's into history. That Picard collects the skulls.
1: The skulls of his <laughs> <been> enemies. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, here's like Goldacott's head. And, that was awesome. um, do they oh, have I like Martok's head or something? Yep. Uh, I forgot who they had. I was like, oh shit. Like, right? Nope. Yes. Eric's skull. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, uh, man, it was a mess. Yeah, yeah. And he had like freaking. Romulan and Vulcan slaves and shit. I'm like, oh man, that's he have, I think he had the Grand Negus's skull.
0: Yeah, skull- he did.
1: That's so I, I gotta ask you on a on a, a separate link, kind of going back. It's sort of Easter egg, but not really. Did you have an issue with them not calling it the mirror universe, even though it was kind of a mirror universe?
0: I guess, you know, before we close off, I, I did and I didn't. Like I at first I kind of was like, why don't we just call this like because is that what the Empire turns into? It turns into Confederation? I mean, right. according to D. Space Nine, not really. It stays the Terran Empire and falls. Right. So I think that's when I kind of was like, you know what? This is Q. It's a it's an alternate timeline. It's not a parallel universe. It's actually a timeline that got screwed up. Uh, so okay. I like that. I'm fine with and, that.
1: And I think yeah. it was an, a great excuse to throw Confederate into Confederation. Yes. It's what, what they wanted yes, to do, too. Exactly it. It's exact. Right. So yep. which I yep. always I always crack up that uh, when they're about to um, exterminate the Borg Queen, in this crowd and Picard's like getting into it. He's like cheering them on. I'm like, <laughs> dude, this is so weird, dude. Like <laughs> it's so goofy. But yeah, there is. There's some nice little Easter eggs in there. Um,
0: you got to say one last thing. I know that uh, seven and nine, I think she's the one that uh, she makes a quick name drop for our boy General Cisco. So Benjamin Sisko has obviously come back, right? So it's it's really cool to hear an on screen. Well, I guess that was actually during the the new timeline. She's the president. So she says something about General
1: Cisco. Oh, so it was pretty, yeah.
0: It's pretty cool to hear that, that in, in that timeline, he becomes a general and probably slaughtered a whole bunch of people. Right. But, um,
1: so but, there's a Cisco alive somewhere. Not that Avery Brooks would ever come back, but.
0: I know. It's sad. That's sad. That ain't right. And we need him back. We need him yeah. back. Um, no, I think that uh, that that is one thing that Picard did well in season one. They almost brought tears to my eyes when he was talking with Troy and Riker. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. And season two, they just squeezed enough of the Easter eggs in for me to feel a little nostalgic at times. And just yeah. be like, oh, that, that to, was good. That to
1: was to good. blind you a little bit from the car wreck you're witnessing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what do you what do you think? You know, I'll say this. I've heard and I've read in a couple places. That uh, the entire cast, with the exception of Will Wheaton, is coming back for yeah. season. Three. So if they're all coming back now, okay. Based on what we just saw, where they're not 100% sure where they want to go with their stories, right?
1: <laughs> what are we gonna see? Where are we go? Yeah, going? I, because I mean, we saw a teaser trailer that revealed that you know they were coming back, and we saw the brief snippet where um, Riker and Picard are holding phasers and they're like, are you ready? It's like, uh, you know, better time than ever, whatever. Yeah, I I think part of me is excited because I do love that crew, but then the other part is like, how much are they paying you guys for your dignity to go out the window? Like, <laughs> do we really want to see these old, you know, seventy year old actors in their outfits? Like, Brent Spiner was so pushing in his data. Like, it's like, dude, you ugh, you're so overweight. Oh, yeah. It's, and, it's just, yeah. 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 It, it's like, so is he going to not be Well, I mean, data is technically dead, but B4 yeah. still alive. And in the Kelvin timeline, we learn that data's, uh, you know, captain the new B4 data is captain of the enterprise F and that timeline still exists because that's Kurtzman and Kurtzman is the one that's in charge of this universe but, I mean, the one I most wanted and I've long, long wanted was Worf to come back in some aspect. Yeah. Um, so, you know, seeing seeing Worf and Michael Dorn's age really well, he's in yes. probably the best shape he's ever been. he's probably the one that's in the best shape besides LeVar Burton, which I would love seeing again, too. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know how you make that into a... Season, You know, you can't run off the aspect of look, 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 you, you know, you see him look, look, like my only thing is for the love, love of God,
0: those guys, like you yeah. said, I mean, and, and I'm hoping it's not just, as we said, like it's not just the Easter egg and you know, they were pushing it in nemesis, man. They were pushing and it in nemesis. You they know? all like, look
1: tired and old in nemesis. Like yeah, yeah. God, I'm not fit to do 10 hour shooting days. <laughs> and I, I don't know if, you know, if nostalgia will prevail showing a bunch of 70 and 80 year olds on a bridge with in tight suits as they're sucking for air. Like and I don't think they're gonna do that. I, I think my only thing is for the love of God, can we please not talk about the Borg like anymore? Like yeah. they've I think beaten that horse so dead
0: and and you know what? We probably have to, because of what happened at the end of this, I think we have to see what's going to happen between some and, aspects. Yeah. Even if it's a passing or a couple of references, Picard and Riker could say something about the current Borg Federation alliance and whatever. And maybe maybe that's the universe ending threat that the, the next generation crew is going to get together on. But it's like. Really, if it's that much of a generational threat, you're right. Like, if it's a universe ending right. threat, is it really these 70 year olds plus 120 year old Admiral? <laughs> those are the guys you want. Like, right. really? You know, like, come on. I mean, you, you have an entire planet full of synthetics from season one. Why don't you get them to do it? Like, they're, those are the ones that let them take on the the threat. You know, right. it's, I don't know. I think this, I think season three has to be, dude, and they're not going to do this because they, they've already shown they're not doing it. It's got to be self contained and personal. It's right. got to It has to be something. It's got to be somebody from the next generation's past. God, for for the love of God, no Borg. Like you said, we've done it already. Very done. Q. Q is gone. So, are there others that are left? And there are. But I mean, it's like, like you think, was it the one who tortured Picard was Red? Is there something going on with the the Cardassians? I mean, I don't. There's a lot that they could do, but I think you got to have that stuff personal. It's got to be.
1: Yeah. I I don't know if
0: I want to see another generation. You know, a threat.
1: I don't. I don't want to see bunch of old people doing action sequences because like uh,
0: yeah and if that's what they're going to do for season three i'm going to watch it i love patrick stewart but at the same time it's like eh, it, right. it's, i just don't think these 75 year olds should have a galactic threat that they're facing anyway right, i agree <laughs> yeah that's uh, i just don't think so Eh, there's some rumors out there, by the way, if anybody wants to, you can check out, uh, you know, not only on Star Trek but I know Screen Rant and a couple of other places. They've been interviewing uh, the actresses, you know, both Jerry Ryan um, and who is it? It was it Michelle Hurd. Is that the actress that played Rafi yep. yep. uh, interviewing them? And they're they're dropping some hints. So go check it out. There are some hints out there. You can take a look. Uh, Will Wheaton is being very quiet. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's being very quiet. So. All right. So what are, final thoughts? Would you recommend this to your fellow Trekkers? What you Uh a mean, rate. give it a one to ten. Give it a one to ten. A four? Oh shit, dude. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, four.
1: I God. I would probably put I would probably put it around the same, probably a four or five on uh the uh the last season. I just I, I feel like there's a level of frustration that comes with it when you love something as much as you do. And I'm I'm one of those I think there's two sides of the argument to make a really short story long is you look at something and said, Hey, it says ABC on it. I will love every ounce of it. Or it says ABC on it. I got to make sure it it holds up to that. And I'm that. I, just because Batman is on Batman and Robin doesn't mean I have to love it. And I don't, I'm very critical of it. I was very, very critical of the Batman and I will always be very critical of star Trek. And like I said, when you pick and choose rules, stories and canon points when it makes sense to your story, but don't do it. Otherwise That's why I get confused mm-hmm. and I get, and I have never watched a show that's 50 minutes long. It made it an hour and a half because I kept pausing it. Yeah. Like I do with Picard. I'm like, wait, what? Why did they do that? <laughs> and so I think, I think, you know, it, it sounds rough, you know, for, to me, Five is average.
0: No, oh, man. Hey, you, you don't like it. You don't like it. I mean, that's what – and you're bringing up very valid points. I think that uh, I'm not – I don't quite – I'm not quite leaning in the same way. Sometimes I do enjoy something because you slap the Star Trek name on it, and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll watch that, and I'll like it. Like I probably had no reason to like Prodigy because it's not my age bracket, but I liked it. I was like, yeah. I like Prodigy, great. and I like yeah, Lower Decks.
1: You know, and Lower Texas And I, and I like um, Strange New Worlds. I, I was blown away by Strange New Worlds. I we'll really talk, like uh, Strange New Worlds.
0: We get to the end of the season, we'll talk Strange New Worlds too. Because uh, right. I think I think we're we'll have to come back. Because based on just the one episode, I think we have to. Right. Uh, but I, I'm probably putting this season at a six and a half. I think okay. I am. And I think it's the, it, for me, it's the strength of the performances, which I thought were really good. Some of the nostalgia that wrote me in. And when they actually nailed the stories and ended it. That's yep. that's what I liked. But it, it's to me, it doesn't quite go up into that upper echelon and break out of above average because they left too much. They right. left too much. That's it. And, and and they they made you question. I hate saying it's like not my Star Trek. Thing. I hate that because I can't right. stand it when somebody says that. Right. But sometimes it, it, there's a point where something feels so disconnected. It, sometimes I was taken aback. By and I understand by the way that this is an unorthodox crew. That's supposed to be the whole right. point. The whole point right. is it's Rat an unorthodox tag. crew.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: this is not Cisco and his team and right. which is always part of the fun of D Space Nine That's sometimes because we had Odo and we had Kira, they kind of balanced out the Starfleet people, you know, that were that were very Starfleet, right? Um, this crew is not that. We know that. This is a crew of Odo's and Kiras. That's the point, you know. But Rafi has Starfleet training. You know, right. it's a, yeah, it's it's very Sometimes hearing, and even when we had the the ruffians, if you will, like you said, you had the ragtag group. They weren't running around being like bullshit that and fuck that. Right. And, you know, it, it just it. I didn't mind it, but it takes you out of it a little
1: bit. It does. That's, it does. Yeah, it, it takes you make, out of it. A like, wait, bit. what? You know. Yeah, it takes you what, out a little bit. It, and what show I am
0: I watching? Of, yeah, like what am I like? I actually liked, you know, Picard turning around and being like, "Oh my god, I'm too old for this bullshit." That's okay. Right. I'm fine with that. Right. Um, because I would think that he would probably snap. But the people around him had no problem f-bombing and bullshit in every five right. seconds. Like that had, you know, I would say, uh, look, <laughs> we, no, you're good. We beat it up. Look, man, we definitely. I'm beat up. Beat
1: up. I'm beat up, <laughs> Chris. I'm beat up.
0: Nate's had enough. So you got two Star Trek fans. I'm actually going to end it by saying I think I would recommend it because I think you need. As a Star Trek fan, I think you should watch it because I think you should watch Patrick Stewart. I think you should watch this particular crew. Um, I think you should see a little bit more of a personal journey of Picard. But you better know what you're getting into when you watch it. This is not – it ain't your daddy's Star Trek. It's definitely Uh, something different. So thanks for joining me on the Picard journey, man. And I know it was painful for you to revisit it, so thanks. (laughs) uh, That's what I'm here for.
1: I I like my suffering in many kinds.
0: (laughs) Definitely uh, a where – where can everybody find you, not only on YouTube, but uh, on Twitter if they want to agree with you or blast you for your Picard?
1: Oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, at the underscore NaderTot, uh, YouTube NaderTot. Uh, help me blow up, um, you know, watch my videos. I got Star Trek, Star Wars. Uh, talk about some Marvel uh, TV shows. There's – I got I got everything. I My things – you know, I every now and then I get a little critical, but I like – Talking about underrated um, content, which I call lost and found. So yeah, just uh, you know, hit me up and uh, let's talk about shit.
0: Absolutely, and you know what, I would agree. You're, you're, as I said, your channel's good. I'm a proud patron of it, and um, I, I think you put out good content. And as I said, you're very fair.
1: So that's one of the things I like. I didn't um, feel fair today though, but I thought <laughs>
0: but your criticisms were fair so that's okay i I appreciate that (laughs) and i'm a little not quite on the opposite end but i definitely like the show more than you um so i would definitely go out and say hey watch it if you're a star trek fan and then you can shit on it later and blast me if you dislike it uh but i think you'll at least love patrick stewart as always um thanks for being on another episode guys we appreciate all of you again we hope to get some more content out and a lot quicker and hopefully a lot more frequently than we have uh you can check us out the film exiles at The film Exiles, just like that, both on Twitter and the Vero social media app. You can find me, Chris, on Twitter and on Instagram at the same place. I'm at Chart6363. Trekkers, we're going to beam everybody up. Scotty, take me home. (laughs) For the love of God, this place is an effing mess. Everybody out there, take care of yourselves till the next episode. Stay exiled.